all you need to know. The Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning. This is the All You Need to Know podcast and I'm Alex Matthew. Today's Friday, the 20th of March. Is everything that you need to know? President Donald Trump has again suggested that China is responsible for the global coronavirus outbreak, complaining at a news conference that the disease could have been stopped before it spread globally. As he opened his press conference last night, Trump again called the disease the Chinese virus, a term that officials in Beijing have said is offensive. Here's an update on the virus. The number of dead in Italy has surpassed those in China. And President Donald Trump is asking regulators to expand the use of a malaria drug to treat the disease. Meanwhile, new evidence from Europe and the US suggests that younger people are not as resilient to the novel coronavirus as originally thought. Despite initial data from China that showed elderly people and those with other health conditions as more vulnerable, young people between the age of 20 and 40 are falling seriously ill. Many require intensive care, according to reports from Italy and France. The risk is particularly serious for those with ailments that haven't yet been diagnosed. In India, the fourth death as a result of the virus has been confirmed, with the total number of infections rising to 169. Prime Minister Narendra Modi addressed the nation in a broadcast last night. He called for a self-imposed Janta curfew to be observed by Indians on Sunday, the 22nd of March. He urged Indians to stay at home between 7am and 9pm on Sunday as a sort of a dry run, saying it would prove self-restraint and help in future situations. The Prime Minister also said that a task force will be constituted under the Finance Minister to look at ensuring all steps are taken to reduce economic difficulties. The task force will make timely interventions for all economic sections of the society, according to Modi, but he didn't add anything more than that. Meanwhile, the government in Kerala has announced a 20,000 crore rupee package to help combat the virus and its effects in the state. In an important update for India's currency, the rupee weakened past 75 to a dollar to a record low as the greenback strengthened and foreign portfolio outflows continued. In other news, real estate developers have sought relief in the form of additional funds and moratoriums in loan repayment as well as changes in the housing law to help them tide over the aggravation in the liquidity crunch that has been brought on by the coronavirus outbreak. Real estate developer Lobby Credi, in a letter to the Ministry of Urban Affairs, has asked that all interest and principal repayments falling due over the next three months in the case of real estate projects be put off and recovered over nine months. Early this morning, the four convicted in the rape and the murder of the 23-year-old girl in the Nirbhaya case were hanged at Delhi's Tihar jail. The Supreme Court, after a midnight hearing, rejected a last-minute plea filed by one of the convicts seeking a review of the death penalty. In more international news, oil surged the most ever in New York as the US president said that he could get involved in the standoff between Saudi Arabia and Russia. Trump said he was searching for medium ground in the impasse and that he would get involved at the appropriate time. 
Brent crude, last I checked, was trading above the $28 to the barrel mark, having fallen below $25 not too long back. In less than two weeks, the amount of distressed debt in the U.S. alone has doubled to a half trillion dollars as the collapse of oil prices and the fallout from the coronavirus shutters entire industries. Globally, the distressed debt pile could top $1 trillion, according to estimates from UBS Group AG. In international markets, U.S. stocks edged higher as investors gave a tepid vote of confidence to the battery of economic and financial measures from global policymakers aimed at easing the market turmoil. The Nasdaq gained the most at 2.3%. Japanese markets are shut today, but the other two early rises in the Asia-Pacific region have started trading positive at the start of trade. And with that, it's over to Agam Vakil for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Agam. How are we looking to end the week? Good morning, Alex, and good morning, listeners. Well, we are likely to see weakness at opening given the SGX Nifty futures indicate a decline of around 1.2%. But moving on to stocks, we have a clarification from India Bulls Housing Finance, which has said on investigation of Rana Kapoor's property, stating that it has no loans outstanding from ES Bank. The Anil Ambani Group has also clarified its exposure to ES Bank to Enforcement Directorate officials. As per the press release, the group's entire exposure to ES Bank is fully secured and transacted in ordinary course of business. Bandhan Bank, in its conference call, has said that in the worst-case scenario of a complete lockdown for 15 to 20 days, it will stop disbursements and collections similar to when a calamity occurs and some withdrawals in government entity deposits, which stands at less than 1% of the overall deposits. We have State Bank of India's board, which will consider an extension or approval of raising equity capital up to 20,000 crores on March 27. And Blackstone continues to shore up its equity in emphasis. Through its subsidiary Marble 2, it has increased its stake through a bulk deal further by 2%, taking its stake up to 55.8%, and the bulk deal was held at nearly 700 rupees a share. We also have Hero Motor Corp, which has commenced operations in its new manufacturing facility at Chittur, Andhra Pradesh. And this facility is the company's eighth manufacturing plant and sixth in India. Tata Motors, on the other hand, has seen Jaguar Land Rover temporarily suspend production at UK and Brazil and India plants continue operations. And finally, we have Edelweiss on Ashok Leyland, which has maintained a buy but cut its price target to 75 from 92, saying the street would have preferred a more conservative approach in buying stake in Hinduja Leyland Finance. Now, these are just some of the stocks that we can watch out for as we move into trade today. But don't forget to go through our morning edition of All You Need to Know only on BloombergQuint.com. Thanks, Agam. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a nice day, a better weekend and also stay safe. 
I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. 